This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. So take your faux humanity, your drain pipe jeans, and your art degree. Not tonight, love, not for me, because Genghis Khan is dead. that of course was Janet and the Argonauts and their latest track Genghis Khan is dead welcome back to Late Night Nod with me Brian McCann still in studio we have the effervescent Anita Goldman French how are you Anita? very well thank you pleasure to have you here thanks for having me we'll be back with Anita after this short break. If you would like to download the full-length version of the song featured on tonight's episode, you can do so by supporting the podcast on Headstuff Plus. Here at Mark Leahy Trampoline Removal Services, we have over 11 years of experience in the removal of trampolines. What with the recent uptake in trampoline-related injuries, climate change, and the never-ending reminder of better days long since past, there's never been a better time to remove that trampoline from your garden. Call Mark Leahy Trampoline Services and we will bounce, bounce, bounce that trampoline out of your life, life, life. So, Anita, a lot of criticism has been directed at you throughout your career, and mostly it was 1993 when you began curating uh, several different museums within the locality of, of South Dublin. Um, what, what was it for you about art that, that, that really that called you at that particular point? Was it, was it, what was it for you? Well, I'd have to say it... Um it was my first uh, Nervy B um, that drew me into the art world. Um, Nervy B being um, a nervous breakdown. Right. Um, I started to see things only in watercolour. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I knew um, I needed new medication, but I also um, needed a divorce. Um, the rosé wasn't helping and um, I found myself being... Um, attracted uh, more and more, drawn more and more into um, uh, the Impressionist period. And Mm. I realised then that uh, I was only happy when I was painting or around paintings. I suppose the Impressionist movement, my knowledge, believe it or not, would be limited on Impressionist art. But I don't think at this point that's important. Um, what is important and something I've wanted to address, I mean, b- privately, 
but we are here in a public forum. Is 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 the drinking issue for you at that particular point? Was it was it the 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 struggle of 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 finding your own way in the art world, or was it the struggle of a, of a marriage that that should have been stopped? It was a confluence of things. I think Brian, um, I. I was in a loveless marriage. I had lost sight of myself. I often found that if somebody came down from the sky with a large scalpel and took a vivisection of my heart, would they know what my heart's desire was? My girlhood was over. My crow's feet were sagging. And I wasn't the person that I had been even as little as five years before, the alcohol um, kind of blanketed me and, you know, brought me to dark and murky places. But it also brought me um, to the realization that I am, in fact, one of the greatest painters alive in Leinster today. Important title and one which, a crown which I would suggest and many would, nestles quite snugly atop your head. You've often painted with both hands, um, much to, I suppose, the derision of, of, of many within the art scene in your locality. But if I was to say to you, Anita, left or right hand, which one? I lean more towards the right, uh, though my left hand is very dexterous. And when I'm clean and sober, my mouth is actually a perfect perch for my paintbrush. As 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 a painter, as as someone who's who's immersed themselves so freely within the arts world, and someone who's been there for quite a long time, was it difficult for you um, back in nineteen eighty six when I was tired um, with the church? Um, my mind was being freed. Um, not only by the crisp Riesling that I was having with every meal, but also through the power of art and through the power of um, mixing paint, uh, oil on canvas, mixed media. I felt so powerful that I, I thought, I'm never going to succeed as a woman as a mother, as an ex-wife, as a painter, if I don't try to bring Ireland to its knees in what, whatever way, shape or form. And it just so happened um, that that afternoon in the shopping centre that I felt um, now is my time. And as I was stepping off the escalator um, with a, a bunch of stay-at-home visionaries, as I call them, um, with their offspring, I thought, who better than these proletariat heroes um, to stage this dirty protest with me? And uh, did I know what I was doing at the time? No. Uh, did I have a plan? Did I have a schedule, a production schedule, a budget? I didn't. All I had was the courage in my heart. And... Um, a few cans in my bag. Do you find Anita as a powerful, rich um, member of the arts world, a philanthropist, at times a harsh critic of, of, of those within the arts scene around you? Do you find that 
at those points when you're mixing with the with the proletariat, as you call it, do you find that elevates your power as an individual? And it's almost as if by stepping on the necks of those beneath you, you're sort of gaining that extra inch of belief in yourself. The proletariat have been my biggest champions, and I wouldn't be standing on their necks if they didn't want me to. Mark Holstoff was uh, an erratic but also revered illusionist, skeptic, hypnotist, but primarily a painter from, from New York who, who it is well known you secluded yourself away with for several years, much to the dismay, the, the, the heartbreak, I'd imagine, of, of, of those at home who loved you. Now, when you and Mark were up in New Hampshire and, and, and producing some, some fantastic work by all accounts, was it love or was it, or was it someone escaping the security, the safety of, of a committed relationship? First of all, um, Mark is a wonderful, wonderful man. Wonderful man. And lover, painter, artist, philanthropist, and panel beater, Brian, which people don't um, tend to remember, but some of the finest panel beating I'd, I'd ever experienced. I wasn't aware. Yes, um, he's a wonderful man, and I was intoxicated, uh, to put it very, very simply, it was um, the greatest love of my life and times. And did he hypnotize me? Perhaps. Do I regret it? Not at all. Not at all. Now, there was that period in your life, Anita, post-Mark and I suppose pre the, the, the regeneration of your marriage. Were you exclusively worked in green? I, as someone, once again, who's not too familiar with this world, the use of green exclusively for a year, what was the statement you were, you were making with that? My patriotism, of course. And does love for one's country supersede the love of oneself? If it doesn't, I don't know why we're even having this conversation. <laughs> Think about that for a second, Brian, like... It boggles the mind, my love for this country, this sodden, soggy, mushy bit of driftwood that we're all making lives on. Um, I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for St. Patrick. Interesting parallel you've drawn between yourself and one of the most famous saints to have ever, ever perhaps walked this planet. And I suppose for a woman of your of your talent, that's acceptable. But patriotism aside, love of one's country aside, what is it for you that makes you want to keep going? What is it that says, Anita, there's, there's more than, than just the chaos that came before? I think maybe the short answer is money. Right. With the success of uh, the first museum that I opened and curated, I got a taste for that um, that top floor lifestyle, Brian, if you like. Right. And um, needless to say, the 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 jabli was flowing like uh, the Ganges. I actually made it to the Ganges. Right. Um, 
one of your many, I suppose, philanthropy, humanitarian. Yes, whatever. absolutely. And I was not afraid to roll up the old chiffon sleeves and get the hands dirty, let me tell no. you. Um, I got a real taste for the upper echelons and I felt that um, there's no way I could ever go back to living in rented accommodation. So, yes, to answer your question, I, I think um, money and greed, avarice, yeah. pushes me forward. It's completely understandable. And a love of animals, of course, and children. Well, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because your work in helping um, perhaps reintroduce various rare species to the Irish countryside has, has not gone unnoticed. I mean, it's been alluded to in, 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 a, in a recent track by... Um, the hot staples, um, such as your 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 standing in Irish society, and you're somewhat of a throwback, I suppose, to a sort of tabloid image of women in the nineties, which was the very act of 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 discourse, the very act of friance was seen as something that was unusual. But why do you think that's still attached to you? Why can't Anita Goldman French simply be? Uh, someone who enjoys life rather than someone who lives a lifestyle, many question. Really, I don't think there is any simple answer. I, I think a lot of people still associate that 90s tabloid image with me. But to be honest, it doesn't really bother me. Um, working with animals now, um, I've gained a new following. And it's something that I that's in stark contrast um, with um, with St. Patrick. I mean, he had his reasons for driving the snakes out of Ireland, spiritual reasons, um, geographical reasons. I mean, the list goes on, but... Do you think the snakes were happy to go anywhere? Do you think... I think they were happy to go, but Brian, I think they're happier to be back now. Right. And as I bring more exotic species over. Some some well-known places in Dublin have actually taken on their own microclimates right. because of the introduction of these reptiles into the soil. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's anybody out there that's doing that. <laughs> right. Um, anyone within the arts world will know that your husband, of course, being a, quite a prominent member of, of, of Irish government, um, Christy is a wonderful person. Um, I don't know where I'd be without him, um, although I know that he has ruffled many a feather um, in, in the last number of years, but um, he is a brave and courageous lover. And I didn't think there were any men alive that could handle me um, as well as he has handled me post Mark and post um, when I was ready to come back, settle back into a domesticated environment. Um, he was there. He was there to open, um, open his home to me. And I went through terrible periods of uh, depression mode, as we call it at home. And I was churning out some god-awful shite paintings. And still he bought every single one off me. And he displayed them like a, like a proud father would, a terrible finger painting on his fridge. No. And um, 
For that I, I owe him my life. Yes, um, he, he diddled the country out of millions. Um, but have you ever had his beef, Wellington? Can't say I have. You should come over again, Brian. To draw some sort of conclusion to the Sabatric analogy that, that you used, simply put, are you Sabatric or are you a snake? You're very funny, aren't you, Brian? I'd like to think of myself as some sort of hybrid. Um, a sort of Serpian St. Patrick? Yes. Um, can you get a reptile such as, um, say, a Mexican bull snake or uh, the famous South American anaconda into long, flowing green robes? The short answer is no, you can't. But will I try? Yes, I will. Thusly emulating your famous 2004 painting. That's mine. Get your fucking hands off it. Yes, I'm still very proud of that one. I need a, a final question. Your your your, your son, Damien, um, his, his music group are really starting to take off now. And by take off, I suppose, I mean, um, make music. What, what do you do to support him? Well, I'm very proud of Damo. Um, He's gone from strength to strength lately, and um, it's actually a little bit worrying. Like maybe he's ta- more talented than his mum. What would that be like to realise? To know that, that devastating. Um, to know th- that there's someone better than you. Yeah, I would be devastated. Um, he's he has a particular way about him you know i wouldn't see him from one end of the year to the next even though we live under the same roof um i've supported him in every way a loving mother can support um i have cut him off financially in recent times now you probably read about that on the paper but um he he needs to find his own way. When he started um, crafting uh, 3D models out of um, tin foil and ripped boxer shorts, I thought, my money can't flow towards this any longer. He's living out some sort of mad NCAAD dream, and I, I don't know. It's, it can be quite upsetting. He hasn't spoken to his father in weeks. So just to wrap up on, on, on a, a point which I suppose many people listening who have a heart that beats and ears that, that sort of function would hear you talk about your son and your disdain for his success. How unhappy are you? Well, Brian, it's a difficult question to ponder upon, but um, I would say... Um, on a scale of one to abandonment, I feel pretty low. Excuse me, I, I do feel pretty low. Um, but I mean, that's what lobster and Chablis is for, you know? Where's the pain coming from? Take your time there, Anita. Thank you. Sorry. At what point do you think, Anita, that, that uh, growing up, the, 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 the gold weight hung around our parents' neck gets passed on to us? Are we all destined to carry around a weight 
that that eventually drags us six feet below the surface? Maybe, maybe we are. But is your way your disdain for your son? It's it's a heavy weight. It is a depressing heft that I carry around with me everywhere I go. In the famous words of St. Patrick, take these shackles off my feet so that I may dance and then we'll be free. Well, there's many years dancing out of us all and I hope you find a dance floor that, that, that brings you happiness. Thank you, you find a disco ball that reflects what you bring into this world. And many within the arts, the painting, music will say that, that Irish society is is richer, um, culturally at least, maybe not economically, for, for having you. Well, if they see sense, please God. Neil Goldman French, thank you very much for joining us here at the Late Night Note. Thank you. Don't forget to join in the conversation online this week at The Late Night Nod. And as always, before I leave you, I'd just like to leave you with a, with a thought for, for, for the night ahead and for the week. The week that comes at you like like a like a high-performance car on a racetrack and there's nowhere for you to run. So I say embrace, embrace what's ahead and paint yourself a future take your left hand take your right hand look at them remember you're alive remember that there's someone out there who thinks that you should be alive and to them say very good night This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.